Welcome to Behavioral Health Today, a podcast brought to you by the Triad Network. This podcast is designed to share trending topics occurring within the world and our communities and bring them a behavioral and mental health perspective. Welcome to Behavioral Health Today. I'm your host, Dr. Graham Taylor. My guest today is Valerie Evans. Valerie is a licensed and board-certified behavior analyst and founder of No Way, an app that leverages behavioral psychology and applied behavioral analysis to help users lose weight, ensure healthy habits, and build a healthier life. Valerie also owns CEUE, a continuing education provider designed to provide training for the working behavioral analyst. Valerie is a mom of three children, and after having her third child, turned to diet programs to help her feel like herself again. Valerie decided to make a new way for individuals to feel empowered in their wellness journey and created the No Way Whole Person Approach. We're excited to have Valerie with us today to discuss her new approach to weight loss and her app, No Way. And when I say way, that's pronounced way, but it's spelled W-E-I-G-H. Valerie, I want to welcome you to our show. Nice to have you here today. Thank you, Graham. Nice to be here. Nice to have you. Well, Valerie, you said no way. Again, that's W-E-I-G-H to counting, tracking, budgeting, and and the overall life-consuming task, typically, of restricted diets. What was going on in your life that had brought you to this focus on body and health and this idea of weight loss? Well, no way was definitely inspired. And it wasn't just developed by a behavioral psychologist. It was developed by a calorie counting behavioral psychologist. And that started from an early age. It was always sort of with me. Mm. I was just thinking back a little bit and fourth grade comes to mind where I was a tall kid, you Uh know, I was a girl, so I was growing earlier. And that was the year when it started to become more apparent. I remember my teacher having to call the janitor because I couldn't fit in my desk and he had to come by and adjust it. And I remember getting weighed in gym class, you know, and Uh, being one of those few kids where they had to um, move the scale to over 100 pounds, you know, and and feeling like maybe some shame. And now I need to start thinking about my body differently based on this feedback I'm getting from my environment. And that led to this quantification of food and eating and just followed me, you know, and I think we all have some insecurities that are kind of near the surface that we tend to go to. And no matter what's going on in our life, if we're feeling unsettled or we're feeling like we need direction, that's the one we grab at, you know? So it, it became sort of like a habit of life, you know, like, I feel stuck right now. Let's start counting calories and go on a diet. And it wasn't until later, you know, after I guess some life experience that I was actually in a situation where I was recovering from surgery and I had a small infant and two small kids. And I just felt completely disconnected from everything. Mm -hmm. You know, it just felt everything felt strange. You know, everything was just kind of tossed in the air and chaotic. And I felt a disconnection. And I, 
I was motivated to do something to feel more like myself, to feel more connected to who I am as a person. And I fell back on that pattern of life, calorie counting, and I downloaded some diet apps. And I quickly realized that they were no longer going to work for me. Mm. They're very demanding. They require you to be on your phone all the time, to write down everything you eat, to kind of change the way you think about eating, that you're not really connecting with your body, but you're further disconnecting from it with this this quantification that's required. And then the app itself provides very little. They're all calculators. And, you know, some of them have pictures and some of them have coaching and some of them have some you know, general psychology modules overlaid on them, but they're just all calculators. And Mm -hmm. what I was looking for was a real reconnection to who I was as a person, and it wasn't cutting it. So um, that inspired me to make a program that addresses the responses in daily life that Mm -hmm. maintain this problem that we're trying to change. And I developed No Way. I love the way you're coming out of the gate here, and I appreciate your honesty around this. And I, I think there's, there are more times than not, there's almost always an onset to things that we struggle with in our lives. You're going back to the fourth grade where, you know, being tall and developing, you know, the way we do and we're certain ages and certain grades, it, it is a hard time. And how we have those kind of interactions where, yeah, I was the one who had, they had to move that weight. They had to move the other one over. And somehow that makes me different or my desk didn't fit me. I'm six, six. So I, I'm, I'm kind of resonating a little bit with you okay. about how these things go out. And you just, you feel like, well, maybe, maybe there's something about me that's different, mm-hmm. but that can oftentimes be built into shame. And for boys and girls, it's different, isn't it? You know, girls have, you know, they develop in different ways and we begin to think, well, maybe there's something about me that's not quite right. And what you said was a perfect statement. Our insecurities become our habits in life. Little do we know it, but we're assigning meaning to those habits underlying. And a lot of times, you know, people don't go down to look at what's underneath this, look at, you know, let's change some responses and we'll be okay. But what you're anchoring us in is, no, I didn't feel comfortable with who myself was, so I couldn't connect with that. And so my habits to maybe avoid what I was seeing that was a shame-based view, they became my habits in life to try and control some things, but it just wasn't working. And I love the idea that you want to be more connected to yourself. What a beautiful start mm-hmm. and kind of crossroads it sounds like you came to. Mm-hmm. That's pretty important. I can see that that was kind of the inspired place. Yeah. And what you just said summed it up that going from escape, avoidance, yeah. motivation right, to a motivation to access. Yeah. And they're completely different. Yeah. And that's what we see with diet programs that, you know, this idea of willpower and restriction, Mm -hmm. that we are trying to get away from something. If it's um, a feeling of discomfort, a fear of, you know, our health and where that road is going, the escape motivation diminishes itself. So when you begin to make progress towards escaping, 
that unpleasant emotion, yeah, your motivation to escape decreases. So it is not sustainable. You say, okay, I'm so motivated that I'm willing to download this app, you know, pay this money, put all my attention on my phone, be on my phone a lot. You know, being on our phone is is a big commitment. We can attend to one thing at a time. And if if you feel tethered to your phone, that is something that will change the way you experience your day. Yes. I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to budget. I'm willing to write down. I'm willing to measure my salad dressing, you know, and I'm willing to make this big commitment because I'm so motivated to escape. And then you get to the end of the week and you you lost three pounds and you feel better. But feeling better will diminish your motivation to escape. So the alternative is a motivation to access, that there's something that you want. And now we don't have a situation where there's this target number that we're trying to get or this number that we're trying to run away from. But there's this feeling for me, it was I wanted to feel more like myself. Yeah. And that is immediately reinforcing. Yeah, I think that's a really cornerstone part of your message here that I wanted to kind of reclaim almost a self that maybe I had lost along the way or it kind of had a a shroud of shame around it that that wasn't me living maybe authentically. What I I want to do, I'm going to talk about this focus because I love it that as a behavior analyst, you bring this understanding of change, responses, being successful reclaiming and kind of reconnecting with self, you, but you bring it from a really wonderful perspective. But before I get to that, tell us a little bit about why weight loss, as you've researched this and you've developed your program, what makes weight loss so difficult? And what are some of the challenges we face with just a current diet culture in general? What have you found? Well, the approach of quantifying is really the only approach. Yeah out there. And some are points, some are calories, some are macros, some are carbs, some are, you know, the the time that you eat. But whatever it is, you begin with this restriction. And it does more to disconnect you from what that experience of eating, that experience of taking care of yourself and engaging with your daily life. And it pulls you further away. Mm-hmm. And now the intervention is not really connected to the problem. Mm-hmm. I like to say that it's an accounting approach to a behavioral problem. Right. And if we're looking at it behaviorally, then we're asking questions about the patterns in daily life that are maintaining this outcome that we're trying to change. So we're going from a, let's focus on this this numbers game and this idea that our day is a success or a failure, this idea that we have to walk in a straight line and that the path is very straight. When we when we put on too many restrictions, things will definitely, you know, eventually derail. That's just the nature. That's not how people are. Yeah. And the alternative is a path that is made along the way where we are continuously responding to the awareness that we are we are learning about ourselves and our patterns. Mm-hmm. 
So I would say that the reason diets are so difficult is because they're a mismatch. They don't have anything to do with being a person and what that experience is like. They don't address the actual problem that is maintaining those patterns of responding that are maintaining this weight. Yeah. And they just ultimately disconnect us. I think that this idea of restriction, it leads to that kind of deeper sense of deprivation. And then it leads to that sense of scarcity. And we don't do well with those things. We do it for a little while, but then we kind of rebel. It's very hard. It, 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 it kind of does a little bit of a pendulum swing, you know, unfortunately. And we can do it for a little while and we feel disciplined and driven and motivated by it, but then it gets old and then it gets to be annoying. And then we just don't want to be doing it anymore. So that restriction, deprivation, that scarcity, where the calorie counting kind of stay rigid and it's really hard. As a behavior analyst, you guys look at you know the change process, again, very uniquely. And I love the, your training and I love your guys' mindset. What mistakes do people tend to make when they're trying to make changes in their life in general? And then we watch this you know, take place in food, you know, food changes and health. What, what mistakes do they tend to make when they're trying to make changes in your life, do you find? I think it's as simple as the questions that we ask. Mm-hmm. And in behavior analysis, there's this point of view of an objective observer that Mm -hmm. you want to be able to simultaneously experience your life and then also see it from above and notice Mm -hmm. the greater context that includes where you are, what you're doing. Context also includes our past experiences and our expectations for the future. Mm -hmm. And this point of view begins with a very simple question. And that question is, how? How are these variables working together to produce this outcome? How is it that this 90 minutes of my day always seems to be a struggle? How is my mood? How did my mood start? How do I typically respond when I feel this way? How can I respond differently? And the how questions lead you to the the core problem, the function of the behavior, that which is reinforcing it and maintaining it in your daily life. And when you can understand how a problem is actually an adaptive solution. Yes, yes. Then you can alter it and modify it so it works better for you. We'll be right back after word from our sponsor. Whether you're a longtime or first-time listener to Behavioral Health Today, you're probably familiar with Triad, the company that brings you this podcast. But you may not know that Triad also hosts a community for current and aspiring behavioral and mental health professionals, featuring trending content and education and career resources, all for free. If you are a behavioral or mental health professional, or you're studying to become one, join more than 80,000 people on Triad by claiming your free professional account today. Visit us at hellotriad.com bht. That's hellotriad.com bht. And join the Triad community today. You know what you're saying right there that I I just want to highlight so well? You're you're taking the shame out of this. 
when you look at that these these behaviors, uh, the how questions, I might kind of add how slash what. What is or how is this behavior and this core function of behavior, how is it maintained and how maybe could it be adaptive in some ways? I, I used to run a diabetes group at the hospital where I was working. And I live in Hawaii. And a couple of things in Hawaii that really identify us is food and fellowship. Around each other, families, gatherings, hooies, whatever we may be doing, there's usually food. And, and people are so generous here in so many ways, food being one of them. People bring tons of stuff and you never go home empty handed. But on the struggling side of that, for those that deal with you know weight loss issues or diabetes, sometimes the food choices, et cetera, made it very difficult. Or you're also talking about, you know, what's a core function of a behavior? Maybe in some ways it's choosing to eat. Maybe like you're saying, it, it, there's an adaptive function. Maybe I use food to soothe. Maybe I use food for avoidance. Maybe I use food during times of boredom. Maybe I use food for self-punishment. Maybe I was sexually abused and food allows me to be overweight so I'm not attractive anymore to somebody who could physically cross some lines with me. So there's all kinds of things underneath this that you're, I think, kind of depathologizing what can oftentimes be a very judgmental, shame-driven focus that says maybe there's something underneath this that's been maintained and maybe we don't need to do it anymore. But if we can understand it through some how, maybe what questions, we can reframe this in a really positive way. I love that. Yeah. And you hit on a, a lot of the house too, like the the cultural connectedness. Yes. You know, when I, I have kids and I'm always going to birthday parties and when they offer me cake, I always say yes, because yeah. I love cake and I love sharing it with other people. You know, there's yes. there's zero nutritional value. You know, yeah. and it it doesn't even fill you up. Like I don't even feel yeah. I'm probably hungrier <laughs> right. when I'm done with it. <laughs> but it connects me and I enjoy it. And that is the purpose of of me eating yeah. the cake. And yeah. then like you were saying, using food to escape. That's a big one. Mm -hmm. And if you at all have any tendency, we all have escape behaviors. It's really just a matter of knowing what those are. And if that is a tendency for someone to snack when they want to escape whatever feeling they're having or context or problem that's frustrating them, yeah. then being aware of that yeah. provides you an opportunity to do something else or modify it in some way so it's no longer contributing to your problem. Yeah, really good. I'd love to shift just a wee bit and talk about your app and the features of it. Walk us through how it works. We order it today and we kind of go on and what are we going to experience with it? I'm very proud of the app. Good for you. I'm very proud of it. And it's all about positive reinforcement. It probably will be immediately attractive and its value will be immediately apparent to anyone who's ever been on a diet because yeah. it is the exact opposite. And it leverages our interest in feeling more connected to our day and the activities of our day. We recognize that when you're stuck in patterns of responding, that can make you feel trapped. Yeah. And you have your daily life ahead of you, you have your day ahead of you, but rather than making decisions and 
choices and even recognizing that those are available to you, we can put ourselves on autopilot and just Mm -hmm. walk through our day and just see it unfold in front of us. So the first thing that NOAA users do is they they learn and they're very short educational modules. They're like five minutes and they're very interactive. And the first thing that they're asked to do and they're taught about is this idea of rule breaking. And rule breaking is two things. The first is stepping back and recognizing, zooming out and seeing what are these habits that seem to be trapping me? What is my tendency? I feel tired a lot in my own personal life. And you know what? Snacking wakes me up. It does. It's effective. It's an an adaptive response. But it's not the response that I want. You know, it doesn't really do me any other favors. So recognizing, as an example, that when I feel tired, the next thing I'm going to do is think about having a snack and then doing something differently. It's a zero commitment. Do it differently to see how it feels. It's like a single subject design. You know, let's just, we know what baseline is because we recognize the problem. And now we're just doing something differently. And we're going to see how that makes us feel and how that affects the rest of our day. So it's just like very little small opportunities. And it doesn't even have to be related to food. You can do rule breaking for your emotional responses or for attending. You know, I'm usually distracted when, you know, I'm talking to this person and I'm going to give them my full attention and be better at that. Someone asks me how my day is, I'm going to focus on all the positive things of my day and and not be negative. Or I'm not going to get defensive when I when I get a weird email and I'm not sure how to respond. And that's what they do. The NOAA users begin with rule breaking and that increases awareness and also steps you out of that uh, sleepwalking through your day feeling, feeling controlled by your habits and gives you a fresh feeling like you're in the driver's seat and you have an opportunity now to make choices and decide how you want your day to go. I want you to keep going, but I want to highlight something here that I think is pretty cool. (laughs) When we talk about, you know, weight loss and health. And we always say, well, you you know, you can't break the rules. You got to, you got to stay in line with what you got. And what you're doing here is you're coming out of the gate and saying, we're going to break some rules. It's almost a little bit of reverse psychology here, but it's freeing. Mm -hmm. You're saying, here's some rules that you've established in your life, whether you recognize it or not, for certain reasons, maybe that we find out through how and what questions. And we get to recognize these patterns and we get to break a rule and we get to do something differently. And we get to see how that habit we still want the same outcome, but we get to do it maybe differently. And we get to see how that habit feels now. And in doing so, we create a new experience. It's kind of freeing because I'm going to break a rule in this. You know, you're going to do what? I'm going to break a rule. Mm-hmm. But, it's a, but it's a new experience that I get to gain from that. I love that. Exactly. I love that start. Yeah. Great. Thank you. And a new context too. Your context completely changes. Right. Yeah. And there's, you guys have weekly interactions. And tell me a little bit about how it goes. Um, then there's a weekly intention. So there's something that you're focusing on for the week. And that is something like I'm eating more fruits and vegetables. Okay. Or my weekly intention right now in my No Way download is to have a salad meal. I like to have one meal a day that's just a salad with protein. And if I want some bread with it, I'll do that. There's no restrictions. But the 
the bulk of the meal is raw vegetables. And I do that because I love the way it makes me feel. But if I'm not approaching my day with intention, then I might not make room for that. So that's the role of intentions. And there's a big reliance in the app on behavioral momentum. And this idea that we can do something small, even unrelated to weight loss, just taking 10 minutes a day to do one small thing that will improve your experience. You know, it's like when I clean the shower, you know, and I just completely forgot that I cleaned it. And then I get in the shower the next day and it's like, it's like a gift. Uh, This is nice. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Who did this? This is wonderful. It's so much better. Yeah. So there are reflection questions in the morning to check in with how your body's feeling, how you're feeling emotionally, how connected you feel with the day ahead. And then there's reflection questions in the evening where you can think about how you feel. And the focus is really on internal cues. So do I feel satisfied? Does my, is my body in a state right now where I'm going to fall asleep well and have a good sleep? Do I, does it feel nourished and good? Or does it feel a little heavy and full, you know? And then from there, you can, you have the opportunity to deconstruct that and learn from that. So identifying the contexts and how you might do it differently next time. Also reflection questions that help manage mood and motivation. I was going to say, I I can see, and I didn't mean to interrupt you, but the mood piece as well at the end, I could see how this kind of reflection allows you to, and folks to focus on the very thing that was the inspiration for this whole thing. And that's connecting with self better, kind of making the unconscious conscious, being more aware, connecting to what's going on, being aware tapping into the experiences you're having, tapping into any, you know, things that you want to make more conscious and and, and more purposeful in your life. I, I love the questions and the, and the reflection. I know you also have interactive content, psychoeducational kind of mini modules, some new strategies. Tell us a little bit about that part of it, would you? Yeah, the modules are to teach people about applied behavior analysis okay. in a very applied way. So it's it's not just learning about this way of thinking and doing, it's applying it to your daily life immediately to address this problem, you know, that's weighing you down. And then version two, which will be out very, very soon for the holidays, which is a time of year when people tend to feel a little stressed and might want to get back on their diet apps. Sure. There's going to be a new section in the app called Mood Food, and it's all about sharing your reflections or responding to a question and seeing how other people respond. And as much as possible, feeling connected, that you're not alone with this problem, that there's other people also working on it. And it's really not as heavy as it might feel sometimes, even though it feels heavy, if you can approach it with this new point of view, yeah. it's very approachable, very doable. And you're just you're just almost there with a couple extra tools and wow. ways of thinking about it differently. It doesn't have to follow you around for the rest of your life. So you're not alone in this. There's some universality around it and then have to follow you in the way that maybe it has to date. You know, mm-hmm. I would love to hear 
maybe a hallmark story of someone who's used your app and the feedback that you've gotten from the transformation that they experienced. The app is still quite new, but there is a beta tester. She was oh. my star beta tester. And she shared with me, and I found this to be very powerful, that she was using a very popular calorie counting app prior to starting No Way. And when she switched her rate of weight loss, she was losing a pound a week. Her rate of weight loss continued. Wow. And it, the, which I, I just found so inspiring because That's the app really de-emphasizes focusing on those numbers. But here the weight loss was maintained even when she wasn't writing everything down. And she said she, she felt better. So yeah, one thing that I'm looking forward to in the future is providing those demonstrations and right. collecting those data and being able to, to see how all of this contributes to people's weight loss goals. What I like about that is your program isn't going to be sustainable only if I can keep counting and keep calculating and, you know, put on my account on that every time I do this and feel like, you know, did I, did I hit the mark or not? You're talking about a very significant approach, again, that looks at the core function of our behaviors and our choices and how they're maintained and why. What, what is the adaptive solution underneath this? And then allowing us to make small changes, small changes. You know, if you, if you, if you aim your gun just, you know, a quarter of an inch, maybe for the short period of time, there's not that much change. But over time, the trajectory changes significantly. And you're talking about making these changes, these small changes, and being kind of proud of yourself as you do and taking the shame piece out of this and also allowing, I, I could see a sustainability long-term where this becomes part of someone's life. This is how they live their life from here on out. And it's easily sustainable in that way. What what a what a great, what a great focus. I think the second thing I like to do before we close is I'd love to have you give our listeners a, a takeaway message today. What, what's one thing that they, you could tell them today that they could do that could enhance their lives? I would say one thing you could do is to focus on building the healthy habits that you want first. Do that okay. first and think less about what you don't like and what you want to change because that will come. Yes. But the low hanging fruit is just doing that little thing for you. And mm -hmm. that creates the behavioral momentum, the motivation that you can apply toward the habits that the patterns are responding that are more difficult to change. Just little healthy habits like eating more vegetables, eating more fruit, drinking water first thing in the morning, leaving your phone upstairs to charge on the weekend. You don't need to, your phone doesn't need exactly. to be with you all the time. You know, focus there, focus on building those healthy habits and less on what you don't like and what you don't want and what you want. You know, that's have. empowering. That's kind of freeing. We think we need to make these big, huge leaps, but sometimes all we need to do is to control the controllables. And maybe it's the low hanging fruit, like you said, Mm -hmm. And maybe these small steps, you know, we just got to do one little different thing. You know, if you, and, and also I love the idea throughout your program and what you're kind of winding us down here with today is that it's going to be reinforcing. Those little changes are reinforcing. And those things that we tend to reinforce tend to get repeated. 
you know, we have a little, little bit of success. And, well, that was kind of nice. I want to do that again. And then we do it again and again. And before we know it, we're on a whole different path of building in something new rather than having to change something bad. Right. And that's a huge shift, Valerie, in, in one's mindset in this whole field of health and, you know, behavior change and diet choices. So that's awesome. Well, Valerie, we're kind of winding down, but I would love our folks to follow up with you after the show today. How can folks learn more about you, No Way Program, and your app? Oh, well, the um, app is available on Apple and Android from the app stores. And there's some, if you're interested in the content that I was sharing, there's some blog posts on noway.com. And I would love to hear from anyone that has anything, any response for me or anything they would like to say or ask. They can reach me directly at Valerie at noway.com. Outstanding. Outstanding. Well, Valerie, it's been great to have you on the show. Thanks for what you're doing and uh, for sharing your program with us today. Thank you, Graham. This was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I also want to thank you, our listeners as well, for dropping by and joining Valerie and me today. It's always great to have you with us as well. Regarding our episode today, I want to remind you that it and an archive of all of our other episodes and resource materials can be found on our webpage at triadhq.com bht. Thanks again for being with us on the show. And we'll look forward to having you back with us next time on Behavioral Health Today. We appreciate all the support from our community. And if you like our show, one of the best ways you can support it is by giving us a five-star rating and leaving a review. Behavioral Health Today is a podcast part of the Tribe Network, all rights reserved.